Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to a journey of empowerment and amplified voices. This is the Creative Visionaries Podcast, your guide to unlocking the full potential of podcasting and beyond. Our vision is bold to empower and amplify voices through creative marketing solutions, expert podcast coaching, and a vibrant, inclusive community. We're your partners in this exciting adventure. Our journey is all about connection, expertise, and realizing your untapped potential. Let us be your guide on this journey as we create an environment that nurtures growth, fosters relationships, and empowers individuals like you to excel in podcasting. Are you ready to take your podcast journey to the next level? Together, let's shape the future of podcasting. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries Podcast. Today, I am super excited to introduce you to our guest. Today, we are speaking with Nikki Rausch. Nikki is a CEO of Sales Maven. She has a unique ability to transform the misunderstood process of selling with 25 plus years of selling experience, entrepreneurs and small business owners now hire Nikki to show them how to sell successfully and authentically. Nikki is a best-selling author and the host of the podcast Sales Maven. Nikki, welcome on the show. Thanks for having me, Tori. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So tell us how you got started with Sales Maven. I got started with Sales Maven because I had had a pretty long career as a sales professional selling in the technology space. And while I was studying, or sorry, while I was selling in the tech space, I started studying neurolinguistic programming. And uh, a couple of things happened. I found that that was super helpful to me in my sales career, but I also found that it was super helpful to me in my ability to connect and communicate. And uh, my NLP teacher had moved up to the state that I was living in at the time, kind of in the area where I was, and she wanted some help growing her business. And for many reasons, I left the industry that I was in and I decided to just start helping her kind of grow her business. And while I was doing it, it was the first time I started networking. And I particularly started networking with women because I came from a very male dominated industry. And it was super fun for me to hang around entrepreneurial women because they're super passionate. They're really cool people. They want to make an impact in the world. And I just wanted to be around them as much as possible. And while, you know, helping to grow her business, spending time with these women, I realized that a lot of them struggled with the sales conversation. And because they struggled with the sales conversation, they weren't really making any money in their business. So I started helping some of them just really on the side because I'd become friends and I just wanted to see them, you know, grow and prosper. And finally, one of them pulled me aside and said, like, why aren't you teaching the stuff that you're giving to me? why aren't you teaching this to people? And I was like, mm, I think selling skills and teaching people seems dumb. I don't think anybody will pay me for it. But she convinced me that people would pay me for it. And so here I am celebrating 10 years in business, getting to work with the most amazing entrepreneurs and having the time of my life teaching people how to have more strategic sales conversations. I love that. And what I love about what you do and, and, and part of what I read in your intro is that you help people sell successfully, but more importantly, authentically. Yeah. And I love that um, wording 
when it mm -hmm. comes to sales, because I think that is something that's so um, underrated mm -hmm. <laughs> and not necessarily taught. Um, and especially in, in a, a female role as a business owner, I think women are more uh, likely to gravitate towards sales if it's authentically done versus the typical perspective of sleazy salesmen, blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. So can you talk about the authentic part of uh, sales and how you coach entrepreneurs? Yes. Yes. So I think the old style of selling is people are told like, it's your job to convince somebody to buy from you. Convincing anybody of anything kind of comes off a little schmarmy and gross, frankly. <laughs> so I don't believe that your job is to convince people to buy from you. I don't think sales is something you do to another person. I think sales is something you do with another person. So it, it really leaves the room for a collaborative conversation and your job, again, it's not to convince people. Your job is to understand, does the person that you're in conversation with have a need or a want? Do you have a solution that meets that need or want? Do you have permission to put your solution in front of them? And if so, then the conversation gets easy because now we we understand each other and we're talking about something that you've indicated you're interested in. You've given me permission to put my offer in front of you. So of course it takes the, it takes the ick factor, frankly, out of the selling and just makes it conversational. And that to me is that authentic, genuine place because you're not trying to convince people. You're not trying to get something over on somebody. You're genuinely there to be of service. Right. Do you have a lot of people that come to you looking for help and saying, oh, I'm not a salesperson. I, d I don't do sales, like, but I need help. Can you help me? Or like, what are those typical uh, touch points or, or, or breaking points that people come to you when they start working with you? Yeah, I think you nailed it, Tori, honestly. <laughs> I think people that say to me, I'm not a salesperson. I never wanted to be a salesperson. I hate sales. Those are all like indicators of like, ooh, I can show you how to do it in a way that doesn't make you hate it, yeah. makes it easy. Um, and and the idea of, you know, for me, it's it's people who really want to make an impact in the world. And after you've been in business for about a year, you start to realize like you can't just post funny like memes and TikTok <laughs> videos and think that people are going to swarm like swarm to your website and just pay you money. Like you start to understand that, oh, <laughs> there's actually something else that goes into it. And the missing piece is almost always the selling piece. So regardless of what you're doing and how amazing your offer is and how fun your TikTok videos are, <laughs> you still have to have compelling conversations with people to earn their business. And so that's usually where I come in where people say like, you know, I'm getting traction or people seem interested, but they never actually buy. Or, um, you know, I have this list of prospects that I know would be good fit for my product or service, but I don't know how to reach out to them. I don't know how to start that conversation. That's usually where I can come in and make a huge difference and show them just tiny, honestly, tiny tweaks to what they're doing or help them script messages that open doors for them. So yeah, that's the answer. Do you think um, people come to you with imposter syndrome? Like Always. part of... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because I can, I can relate, you know, as a business owner myself and, um, a creative at that in the marketing space, I was never, would never self-identify myself as a salesperson. Mm -hmm. And when you're a business owner, you wear all the hats, <laughs> especially <laughs> when you're getting started. And so yeah. I know for myself, um, when I started the whole process of, of being an entrepreneur, I had that imposter syndrome of, I'm not a salesperson. I can't sell. I don't, you know, have the strategies or the skills and, and it's funny because I grew my business with that first thought process in my head and then looked back and was like, you know what? I am a pretty damn good salesperson. Like, <laughs> and I did it with the authentic approach. Like you talked about not even knowing, but just having that conversation. So I'm assuming there's so many people out there who are listening that can relate and who have also had that imposter syndrome, especially when they're coming to you saying, I need help. You know, I know that I have a great product, but I don't know how to sell it or I don't know how to approach it. Um, so I'd love to hear your, your input on that. Yeah. So absolutely. Yes. hundred percent to the imposter syndrome. And I find that even people who've had a background in sales, once they start their own business and they, they, you know, are on this entrepreneurial journey, one of the places that becomes a sticking point is because now they feel like they have to sell themselves. They're selling their service uh, or their product. And so it's like, any sales training they've had or any kind of sales experience they've had, or if they've never had any, like it all goes out the window. And now they sit there and they're like, I don't know. I don't even know how to talk to people. Well, that's not true. You do know how to talk to people. And the, the piece where I come in is I teach you how to be more strategic in your approach. So I always say like, I don't teach anybody how to sell like me. That's not the intent behind what I do. The intent is to use your genuine personality and your, genuine knowledge of what it is that you offer and just help you be more strategic along the way and show you a step-by-step -step approach to a sales conversation. So you're never in this place of like, I don't know what to say next, or I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, they said this and now what do I do? Yeah. So I, I always want people to feel empowered and confident in those conversations. So again, it's not, it's not giving you a script to put in your mouth and that you just regurgitate. It's right. so that you can have real conversations, but also recognize, oh, this person just gave me a buying signal or, oh, here's a cue right now that I just got. And so the next logical thing to do or say is some version of this. And that's how we progress to the point where we exchange dollars for services. Because when you start to nail the sales conversations, when, when you build your confidence around that, you will find that you're able to scale your business and you're able to make the impact that you truly want to make in the world. And if the world is too big of a equation for you, the impact that you want to make with your family or just in your own business, right? So selling is such an important technique. And unfortunately, or maybe fortunately for me sometimes is that nobody teaches you this stuff. Like you don't <laughs> learn it in school. You know, even if you go to a business school, which I did, they don't teach you about selling. They don't teach you about positioning your product or your service in a conversation with a prospect. So it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with you that you don't know these skills and it's time for you to learn them because it'll make a huge difference. And frankly, selling skills are something that will make a huge difference in all areas of your life, not just in the business piece too. Absolutely. 
And are there, are there a few like key elements or key tips that you can kind of highlight for us of what you coach um, to kind of make that shift for the clients that you're working with? Yeah. So I teach a five-step process. Uh, this is my signature framework for a sales conversation. I call it the selling staircase. I actually wrote my third book around it. And the idea behind teaching people that there are five steps in a sales conversation. And when you understand what step you're on in the conversation, your objective, just like if you stand at the bottom of a staircase is not to be at the bottom and hop all the way to the top, right? Like right. that's not the objective. The way you get up a staircase is you go one step at a time. Mm -hmm. So a couple things that I teach people is like, what steps are you really good at? Let's identify those. Which steps do we need to, you know, invest a little bit of time and energy into honing for you? And once you understand like where you are in the conversation, what step am I on, then it's easy for you to move the client to the next step. And the way you truly move a client is by issuing invitations along the way. And I'll say the number one thing I probably talk about more than anything else is the questions that you ask in those conversations are more powerful than anything you could ever say. So I teach a lot around what are the right questions for you in your business? Yeah. Because I can give you a list of questions to ask, but that's not going to be enough. You need questions that are specific to you, your product, your service Absolutely. that plant seeds that lets the other, the other person know the prospect in this case of like, oh my gosh, Tori's asking me such good questions. <laughs> and I know I need to know the answers to those. And I suspect the way to get the answers to those are to work with Tori. Yeah. And that's such an important piece. I love that because exactly what you said, it's there, you can get any sort of like script or um, question sequence for sales, but it's really the personalization and customization to you individually and your business or your service that really makes the difference. Because if, if you're just going through a basic script and it doesn't apply, then there's not going to be any success in your conversation to lead to working with that potential client. So it's really integral to have those customization, personalization, and make sure that you're comfortable with the questions that you're asking. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think that sales is about like demonstrating your expertise. And, and like I was saying, it's like, People think your job is to like be the monkey and dance in a sales conversation. <laughs> and that is never your job. Like you're not there to dance for anybody or to prove your worth. What you're there to do is establish credibility. And you can do that through asking the right questions. You're there to um, establish the need and the want, get permission, and then put a solution in front of them from your place of expertise and then it becomes this real collaborative thing. So again, it's not, they don't hold all the power in the conversation. You know, you're doing that. You're doing your part by asking right questions and you don't hold all the power in the conversation because when you do that in a conversation, people won't want to work with you. They won't want to hire you because it'll feel uncomfortable and awkward yeah. and weird. And they'll go find somebody else that does what you do that makes the conversation more comfortable or that they feel more at ease with. So it's about finding that balance of power in the conversation. Yeah. I love that. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast because I think that the podcast is a great resource, not only for, for people listening to get to know you, 
but also a tool and resource that other people can think about um, as as ways of having sales conversations or building relationships. And so I'd love to to have you talk about your podcast and and um, how long you've been doing it and how you use it to leverage uh, your business and the conversations you have. Okay. I love this question so much. Thank you for asking. So I started my podcast in 2020, actually the week of when the state that I lived in shut down for the pandemic. So like (laughs) good timing. Right. Um, But the reason I launched my podcast is because prior to that, usually pretty much starting around 2018, I started getting asked to guest, be the guest expert on podcasts. And I had people showing up to, to hire me and work with me that were saying to me, Oh, Nikki, I binge you on podcasts, which seemed like a really odd thing for people to say. Cause I was like, how can you binge me on a podcast? Like I don't have a podcast, you know, I've just been a guest on podcasts. So that was an indicator that it was the right time to start my podcast. Cause I thought, well, if somebody wants the opportunity to binge, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there and control the the narrative, right? Like I'm going to control the message. So launching the podcast was the reason for doing it. And then my overarching reason for launching the podcast was I wanted to give people the opportunity to understand what is it like to coach with Nikki? Because I think sometimes people are hesitant, right? Like, I don't know if I want to invest a bunch of money in somebody who I don't even know if our styles are going to mesh, or I don't know if this person is going to make me feel ashamed or embarrassed, or if they're going to make me do something that's so outside my comfort zone or, you know, any of those things. And so when I started Sales Maven Podcast, the idea was I would do solo episodes where it's me teaching a concept because I love to teach. And I find that that's good for people to go and then implement, see the results they get. But the other thing is I started doing on-air coaching calls with existing clients. And the on-air coaching calls are, it's like allowing somebody to sit in a really intimate environment and be the audience without having to be like, I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to ask Nikki the question. I don't have to hear her answer. I can see how does she answer this question for somebody else who's being brave and asking it and what's, what's it like to coach with her. And so what happened is, and still to this day is that listeners of my podcast, when they have their first coaching session with me, when they finally decide like, I'm in, I'm going to dip my toe in the water they often are like, oh my gosh, you're just like how you are on the podcast. Like this feels like, I feel like I'm on an episode of the podcast in the way that you coach (laughs) because, you know, I want them to know what is, what is that experience like so that it creates safety for, for them. That, that to me is really important. And then I do a couple other things on the podcast, but one specifically around clients is we do client success stories. So I'll bring on a client that will share a concept that we've worked on, that they've implemented and they've gotten, you know, great results. And the the point in doing that one is to demonstrate the credibility right behind the things that I teach, but it's also to show people that you don't have to be a sales expert to get results. You can be anybody and use these techniques and, and apply them, implement them, and you will get exceptional results. So I always want them to see themselves. I want the listeners to see themselves in who's on the podcast with me. Yeah. So how has this marketing approach for you with the podcast changed your business? 
Well, it's opened the door for so many opportunities and it has built, it, it builds that no like, and trust factor so much quicker for people. Um, I tend to bring people onto the podcast that are a part of the sales maven society, which is my group coaching program. And so the other thing that it does is that when people join the sales maven society, they've already heard a lot of these people's stories that are in there. So not only do they feel like they know me, but they already feel a connection to the other members. And it has created this incredible community that honestly has grown to be something outside of me, which I'm delighted about. <laughs> and I think when you, when you can develop um, and create community that, you know, people, people will stay and to coach with me, but there's lots of opportunities for people to coach with me privately, but for them to stay and want to be a part of the community that isn't a hundred percent, you know, specific to me, that then to me amplifies the power of what they get out of the group, because it isn't just all on my shoulders to, to carry. They also realize that when they show up and when they contribute, that they're building their own credibility within the group and they're doing business together. They're, they're doing each other's podcasts, right? Like they're really building a strong foundation of a network that opens doors for each other. And so that to me is been like the best thing ever. I love that. And, and I, I couldn't agree more, obviously with, as a podcast host myself, the podcasting space is so rewarding in so many different ways. Uh, personally, professionally, um, you know, community wise, there's just so much benefit to podcasting that I think so many people overlook or don't uh, understand. And so I love the approach that you take and, and the structure of your podcast is a little different than the typical, you know, guest and host. And, you know, you use it as a sales tool, as a coaching tool, you use it as an education tool. And so it's so interesting to have that, um, to know that you've used it in those different ways and, and it gives people a different perspective. And, and for people listening who have podcasts, I would encourage them to go listen to your podcast and, and listen to the structure and how you do it, because that might be something that could and work for them, right? So something that they can implement into their own strategy, into their own concepts. And, and so I applaud you on, on, on taking that, you know, huge leap and, and being successful with the podcast and your business and, and just everything that you're doing with your community. Thank you so much. And I would say I'm, I want to just really like emphasize everything that you just said for your listeners with your own podcast. Like, please don't be afraid to give people that experience of what is it like to work with you in some way. So whether it's selling, like sharing a success story, let the client share it, right? Or let the client come on and ask you a question. Um, it has been incredibly powerful and the podcast does what the intention of it is to do, which is to create safety, to make it easy for people to say yes to working with me. I love that. Well, Nikki, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. Um, how can people get in touch with you? Obviously they need to check out your podcast. What else, um, where else can we direct people to get in touch with you? Well, I'd like to wrap it around a gift if that's okay for your Absolutely. audience. 
Okay. So I mentioned that I have this five-step process, the selling staircase to the sales conversation. I have a little mini training that I'd love to gift to your audience. And then this will be a way for us to connect. So it's called Mastering the Sales Conversation. It's a short training. It'll walk you through the five steps, help you understand what are the ones that are really working well for you and what are the ones that you might need to spend a little time and effort focusing on. Um, you can get it by going to yoursalesmaven.com forward slash Tori. So this is specific for your listeners. I would love to gift that to you. We'll then be connected and um, yeah, reach out to me if you have a question or a comment or some way that I can be a resource. I love it. Thank you again for being a guest. And I look forward to staying connected with you and continue learning with you and listening to your podcast. And, and I'm going to go check out your book too. I'm going to go get your book off of Amazon. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.